The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, folks. So glad that you could join us. I'd like to give a special shout-out to all of our Facebook friends. They've joined us through the Mothership website of this show. That's gogreeninitiative.org. If you go out there on our homepage, you'll see a whole bunch of social media platforms, one of which is our Facebook page, and we're just over 2,400 fans now. And for all of you who are listening from our Facebook fan family, I'd like to say thanks for listening in. Today we're going to be talking about one of the most fundamental things that human beings need to survive. I mean, just after we're born, of course, we need that first big gulp of air. And right after air, we need water, clean water that doesn't hurt our bodies. And so today we're going to be talking about some of the challenges that we face uh, with our drinking supply here in the U.S. I know that many of you are uh, avid followers of the news, and we've been seeing all sorts of weird things going on with water around the world. We're seeing floods and landslides in China, flooding in Pakistan. In fact, they're calling it a slow-moving tsunami. It's so bad. Over 4 million people are homeless. And we're seeing droughts in Russia to the extent that both Russia and the Ukraine have said that they are not going to export any grain from their country this year because their fields of wheat have been hit so hard by drought that they're going to keep all their grain at home, which is going to put some other countries who rely on their wheat supply at great peril. So water is a huge issue right now, and it's not just somewhere else. We also know that here in the U.S., a lot of studies are showing that our fresh water supplies are getting polluted with pharmaceuticals and other toxins, and so it's something that we really do need to pay attention to. And today, our guest is Faber Dewar. He's the CEO of a company called Drink Up. He has a website that you will absolutely love. We'll reference that a little later in the show. But I think you're going to be just enthralled with what he knows and, furthermore, what he's doing to address some of the water issues here that we have in the U.S. So, Faber, thanks so much for joining us on Go Green Radio today. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, I always love to start with sort of the genesis of the genesis. So tell us how you first got interested in water issues to begin with. Well, it all it kind of started with me, Jill. I, I have a, um, a biodegradable packaging company, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to convert a lot of people from using plastics to using um, bioplastics, which are natural and they degrade. And uh, so... I started a bottled water company in a biodegradable bottle. And uh, what happened with that is the forces that be, uh, big business, didn't want that to happen. So I was shut down. So I kind of had to rethink myself, uh, my, my, my plan. I, I spent about two years and a lot of money putting that biodegradable bottled water company together. And then I just started thinking about 
and researching water and finding out just what a big business it is and the forces that be, the people who are pushing the buttons making things happen, how they've monopolized it and have it locked up. Uh, and so then I came up with the, the, I had that light bulb moment that, you know, that bing, and mm-hmm. I conceived uh, Drink Up, which I think is a new way for people to consider personally hydrating themselves. It's a, it's a new method for personal hydration. Well, and we are going to talk about the nitty-gritty of how exactly, I mean, this really is, folks, a transformational technology that Faber has developed and is going to introduce to us today through his company, Drink Up. And in fact, if you want to take a look at his website while we talk, don't close this web browser because you want to keep listening to us on voiceamerica.com, open a new tab in your web browser and go to www.drinkupwater.com. Now, a lot of folks I know are becoming more and more aware of some of the issues that we're going to talk about in a moment around the use of bottled water, but they're going to the tap. Now, Faber, what is the problem with drinking tap water? Well, there was a time in this beautiful country when you could literally turn on the tap and uh, there wouldn't be any of the 2,000 cancer-causing chemicals that are found in tap water um, uh, in, the, in, in, the, in the water itself. Uh, but, but because of industry and because of crop spraying and because of all this stuff, all of the tap water that we drink, uh, some, some, some states are uh, better than others, but basically, all the tap water is actually uh, contains huge numbers of, of chemicals. Now, the biggest chemical that we actually put into the tap water, which, which is very, very damaging, it was used in the First World War to kill soldiers, and namely, that's chlorine. Uh, chlorine is a neurotoxin, and uh, like I said, it was used very effectively to kill soldiers in the First World War. Mm. And... Um, it, it was put into the water source to kill any other biologicals. Now, the biologicals are, are things which, which get into our waterways, and, and without the chlorine to kill these, we would have huge cholera epidemics, which, uh, which in history have occurred. So they come up with chlorine. Now, there are other ways to, to, to get rid of these biologicals in the water, but in America, we use chlorine. Now, chlorine... When it's, in, when it's in the water and when we drink it, it reacts with other chemicals and it, and it produces what's called THMs or trihalomethanes, which are known carcinogenics. It causes cancer. Now, cancer is the biggest, biggest, uh, uh, the biggest problem. It's the, big, it's the number one source of deaths in America. And uh, you have to sort of put two and two together and think, well, all these people, you know, the, 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 the increase in cancer and the increase in the, 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 the water supply, the, the, the chemicals in our water supply, they're kind of correlated. And so I started doing more and more research. Now, as I did more and more research, and by the way, if your listeners are interested, there's a really interesting website uh, by, um, it's called the EWG, the Environmental Working Group. And they're a group based in Washington, D.C. You can just Google EWG. And they do, uh, they're a, they're a, um, they're a, uh, they work. They're, 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 you know, they're, they're uh, 
what am I they're trying to say? They're kind of a think tank, aren't they? I've, I've seen their website many times. Yes, they're, they're absolutely brilliant. And, and you can find a wealth of information on their site about uh, the listings of, of, uh, of what chemicals are in your water in your city. Uh, it's really uh, fascinating. But, but basically, getting back to the chlorine, chlorine actually started, started to dissipate in, in these long water lines that we have in our cities and towns. And so recently, in the last 10 years, they've come up with something called chloramine. And chloramine is even stronger and produces even, even more THMs. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's even worse. So I, you can find out actually on this website if you have chloramine or if you have chlorine, and you could have home filters put in that can take care of both of these. You know, it's interesting. I think a lot of people, there was a point, you know, before the, the Clean Water Act back in the 70s, mm-hmm. there were, you know, a lot of people were very worried about tap water. I mean, that was a point in time when in the U.S. we had rivers that were on fire. Uh, there was all kinds of toxic, you know, corporate dumping into waterways. That's right, that's right. Um, you know, just a lot of, of yucky stuff going on. And uh, a lot of people started turning to plastic water bottles. That's right. Now, why is that not a good solution? Well, the plastic, plastic bottled water, it was funny because 10 years ago you would, you would hardly see anyone carrying plastic bottled water around. Mm-hmm. And then a few models on the catwalks in, in Tokyo, Milan, and Paris started doing it. And then it became very chic, and, and it kind of sent out a message that, I'm health conscious and I'm, and I'm uh, healthy and, and, and the message that it conveyed as well as people felt safe because the, what the bottled water people were doing, the big bottled water companies were doing, they were making people afraid and almost rightly so to drink bottled water, uh, to drink tap water. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, they, they, they cashed in on this fear. And, uh, but funnily enough, of, of the bottled water brands, 40% of all the major water brands use tap water. They use city, <laughs> city municipal water for their source. What a Aquafina, scam. <laughs> uh, Dasani, uh, Poland Spring, all these people use used uh, water. And uh, funnily enough, the EWG, which is the Environmental Working Group I quoted earlier, they picked 10 random grocery stores across nine states and they took the, the water from these stores, and they found in these 10 randomly picked major water brands 38 chemical pollutants in this bottled water uh, with an average of eight pollutants in each of the bottles, and, and four brands also had high levels of bacteria. Ew. So, I mean, you're paying eight times the price of gasoline, which we are, we're always complaining about the price of gas, but here we're paying eight times the price of gasoline for something which, you know, you're getting out of the tap. Well, and the plastic bottles themselves are problematic. Talk to us a little bit about that. The plastic, the plastic itself, and that's what, that's what got me going on this originally. As I mentioned, I have a biodegradable plastic company, and, and it kind of led me, springboarded me into this. But, but the, plastic themse- the plastic bottles themselves are are dangerous for well there's 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 two issues there's the environmental issue and there's the health issue the health issue is is that with plastic um, it has been proven that the plastic bottles leach and they leach phthalates which 
which are um, they're endocrine disruptors, and they, ca- they can cause cancer in uh, testicular cancer in men and mammary cancer in, uh, in women. And uh, this, um, these, these chemicals leached by the plastic are, you know, if you, if you, once, once the water is uh, put into the bottles and it's stored, from that moment when those hot bottles start cooling down at the bottling plant and the water put, is put in it, as it cools, those chemicals are going into the water. So it, it's, it's, there, there's, there's no end of research been done in Japan and Germany and the UK, um, but they, they, do try and, they do try and put a lid on it in America because the water business is $11.2 billion a year. Incredible. And it's a lot of money, and that's a lot of lobbyists paying people in government to put a lid on things. Well, and isn't it curious? You know, uh, we've done a lot of shows on Go Green Radio to talk about our nation's dependence on foreign oil and how a good percentage of that oil that's imported is used for transportation. And to think about all the trucks transporting water (laughs) is kind of incredible. I mean, you know, there's a big push now um, with many of the grocers and, like, Walmart to work with their suppliers, for instance, um, the detergent makers, uh, fabric softener makers, to concentrate their products and, and not just shrink the packaging, which, of course, is good, but also shrink the amount of water that they're shipping. That's why you find these days that a lot of detergents and fabric softeners and products like that are more concentrated mm-hmm. because companies that are responsible are extracting superfluous water from these products, concentrating the products such that there's less amounts of fuel being expended to ship water in their products. And yet we have trucks all over the place transporting water. It seems kind of incredible, don't you think? Well, I, I find it absolutely staggering that, that um, people will, will import water I mean, a very popular brand is Fiji right now. It's the number one selling bottled water brand in America. And uh, they're transporting it from this little island nation. They're sticking it on a boat. They're bringing it all the way across. They're, they're putting it in trucks, and they're shipping it all the, all the way around. And the, the carbon footprint for that one bottle of water is, is probably one entire bottle emptied and filled with oil. That's probably how much oil that one bottle takes to get it to somebody to drink here. And it's such a quick thing. It's a, it's a drink and throw away. Um, it's such a waste of all of that carbon and fuel that, that we have to really start thinking about conserving at, the, at this late stage in the game. Well, and I think, you know, for a little while, people were thinking, well, maybe I can reuse those plastic bottles, just maybe wash them out, fill them back up with tap water and, and you know, use them again. But we know that that's no good. Uh, a lot of PTA moms and, and conscientious moms out there know that plastic degrades in the, you know, in the dishwasher or in soapy water, so that's not a great option either. That's what right. is our soon, government doing start, to protect yeah. us, Faber? Pardon me? What is our government doing to protect us? Well, I'm, I, I, you know, I don't think very much. Um, I, I, wish, I wish I could answer that more fully. Um, there, there are concerned groups, of course, and... Uh, there are groups like um, Ban the Bottle, and there's Back to the Tap, and, and there's many, many good groups. But as far as the government is concerned, there's been no government le- legislation on tap water or on bottled water since 2001. Um, so 
so really it's it's um there's 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 nothing at all being done well, and I know that there's a, a video on your website where they show some government hearings, um, and they talk about, uh, you know, maybe some of the public policy that needs to happen. And we're going to get into that in, when we come back from this quick commercial break, because I really think, you know, the, the very title of this show is Clean Water a Right or a Privilege. I really think that Americans need to be paying attention to what our public elected officials are doing to ensure the safety of something so elementary to our health and our survival, which is our water. So, folks, don't go away. We're going to be right back with more Go Green Radio right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Haiti has been hit hard by a deadly earthquake. Destruction is everywhere. Tens of thousands are feared dead and hundreds of thousands are homeless without food, water, and basic necessities. Save the Children is on the scene, but your support is urgently needed to help us save lives. Please give as much as you can now. Call 1-800-SAVE-THE-CHILDREN or go online at savethechildren.org. You can even donate $10 right now by texting the word SAVE from your cell phone to 20222. Please give now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back, folks. So glad that you could join us. If you're just tuning in, we are excited to have the guest that we have today. It's Favor Dewar. He is the CEO of a company called DrinkUp. You can check out his website, which is super cool, very dynamic, lots of great information, and that's at www.drinkupwater.com. There's a video on his website that is really informative. We're going to talk about that in just a moment, but some of you who are listening may think, hey, That voice of his sounds really familiar. Where have I heard that voice before? Well, if you happen to be a fan of the Learning Channel's Trading Spaces, Faber was the lead carpenter, and so he was on the show for many, many years, and that is where you recognize that celebrity voice from. But Faber is talking to us about a very serious issue today, and that is the safety and health of our water supply in the U.S. and what his company, Drink Up, is doing to help us have the healthiest water supply we possibly can. So, Faber, thank you again for joining us on Go Green Radio today. Thank you for having me, Jill. We were talking about what our government is or is not doing Mm -hmm. um, to protect our water supply. Um, You know, in a moment, we're going to launch right into your company and its products. But for the average American who's out there thinking, you know, what effect can I possibly have on water public policy in this country? What do you recommend to people? How do they get educated, engaged, and how can they feel empowered to actually have an impact on our drinking water? Well, I think, I think just basic clean drinking water is an inalienable right, it, it, just, like, uh, just like clean air and, and, and protection and uh, and all of these things that we, that we take for granted, but we are not getting clean water. And I think it's, it's really incumbent upon each individual to write to their, uh, to their congressman, their, their, to write to the people in power, to join, to join some of these groups like the Environmental work, Working Group, and, and, and from there they can be steered to places where they can actually, their voice can be heard and they can send emails and letters and, and make a difference because if enough people start making noise, and enough people become educated about the reason, the reason no one's making any noise is because no one's educated, and there's so much to learn, as I found out when I first started my company, Drink Up, uh, as I started doing research about water, you j- I was just blown away. For the, l- for the last two years of research, I've just been flabbergasted looking at things and finding out statistics and going, I cannot believe that this is in our water, or this is what's happening with bottled water. And uh, if, if, if anyone, any of the int- uh, your listeners are interested, please go to my website because it is very, very informative. And you can click on and get a few of these um, sound bites, a few of these bullet points that will just really make you start thinking about uh, the water industry and, and the tap water and bottled water. Well, and I'm going to put in a plug for local civic engagement, too. As many of my listeners know, uh, you know, public policy is kind of a, a hobby of mine. I'm kind of 
uh, a geek when it comes to public policy. I love working in it. I love mm-hmm. talking about it. And every single one of us has a local water board. And sometimes, you know, we get all excited about presidential elections, maybe gubernatorial elections. But guess what? Right down there with electing your sheriff and your dog catcher and your mosquito abatement board, you are electing local water board members. Know who they are. Know what their agenda is. There's a reason why they're running for your water board and hold them accountable. Many of us receive quarterly uh, updates and reports that our water boards are are supposed to give us um, as rate payers for the utilities that we use. Check those out. Be informed. So all that information is available, and I would encourage all of our listeners to engage and what their local water boards are up to as well. Now, let's get right to your company, Faber, because I think it's really fascinating. Um, This company, Drink Up, is using a a revolutionary technology. Um, Talk to us about, I know that some of your processes is patented, but what can you tell us about how these Drink Up machines actually work? Well, it's, it's basically taking big bottled water bottling plants, miniaturizing them down, and taking out the necessity to truck and ship and fly plastic bottles around the country. In other words, I've created a machine which, uh, w- taking the technology, the best, the best in water technology from several countries, from Japan and from Germany and from the U.S., and I've condensed all of that technology into a stainless steel six-foot tower, and it's like an it's it's basically an ultra filtration bottling plant, uh, but instead of as I say shipping stuff around, this machine is going to be plugged into a min- municipal water line, regular tap water is going in, it's ultra purified through uh, several processes. The first of which is four stages of carbon filtration, which takes out a lot of the chlorines and chloramines and a lot of the particulate. And then it goes and gets further, um, further filtered through uh, reverse osmosis, which, is, uh, which uh, takes it down to about 99.8% purity, uh, taking out pretty much everything and anything that would be uh, bad for you. Uh, and, then, uh, and then the final stages, um, there's a lot in between this, of course, but the final stages is ultraviolet before it's served and uh, chilled. So... Basically, what these machines are doing is ultra-purifying water and giving you bottled water, even better than bottled water quality, ultra-pure water at facilities and at locations where where they're needed. We're we're going to be placing these machines in gyms, colleges, schools, heavily foot-trafficked areas. And as we roll out uh, across the country, we will be handing out free stainless steel bottles the bottles themselves, they don't cost very much money. Of course, a lot of people are carrying them now. It's becoming very much a, a, a fashionable thing, thank goodness. Um, and I'm hoping that once the, uh, the younger people and, uh, uh, well, everyone actually in general starts carrying stainless steel bottles, it sends out a message, much as what it did in the 80s when people started carrying bottled water. It, it told people, I really care about health. I really care about the environment. I've got my steel bottle, you know, uh, and it's going to put that message out there. 
Well, it's funny that you say that, Faber, because, you know, I, I have three children, and the Disney Channel is on all of the time. And Disney's had a great program lately called Friends for Change. And they, they use their Disney actors and actresses to make these sort of mini commercials about things that kids can do mm-hmm. to make a change for the better for the environment. And just the other day, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, we're having Faber on the show, and they're kind of alluding to the whole premise behind Drink Up, one of the actors on a new show that I think is such a crack-up called Good Luck Charlie, it's such a cute show, Mm. Uh, the older brother in that show, he shows uh, a plastic water bottle and a BPA-free stainless steel bottle, and he says, what am I going to do to make a change? I'm going to use one of these, referring to the stainless steel bottle, instead of one of these, referring to the plastic bottle. And I thought, perfect. That's That's great. perfect message. Yep. That's great. Exactly. Now, I could see these machines being used like at sports parks, I mean, uh, you know, when the kids are out playing soccer, football, what have you, could one of these machines go in at a location like that? Absolutely, yes. And, and I'm hoping to put them in, in public places like sports parks and, uh, uh, you know, at the, at, the, at the foot of hiking trails and places like that, anywhere where you're going to get uh, a lot of thirsty people. Um, it, there's nothing more disappointing than going to a beautiful location, a beach or a, or a canyon, or, and, and just seeing discarded plastic bottles. And, and as environmental as we all like to be, there's always a few people that just will toss bottles or, or they will just, just end up getting you know, thrown out, whatever. But um, with, with, these, with these machines, there's no need for plastic bottles. And, it, and, and because of that, no need to ship and truck all these plastic bottles around and uh, you know uh, it's, it's going to make a huge impact on on the carbon footprint of just water we, we use so much oil to drink bottled water not just the making of the bottle but the shipping as we discussed and the, and the and the and we haven't even touched upon what happens to those plastic bottles once once they're discarded they have such a quick life they're drank they're discarded and all of a sudden, we've got 30 billion plastic bottles a year. Now, what happens to those bottles? They go to the landfills. 80% go to the landfills. 20% gets recycled. Now, they're saying 20% gets recycled, but in actual fact, of that 20% they say is getting recycled, 60% of that is being shipped to India and China and, uh, you know, third world places where they either reconstitute it or it just goes into their trash cans. Oh, that's just awful. Not very neighborly. Not we're going to talk about that in just a few moments. We're going to take a quick break, and we can, when we come back, we'll have more with Faber Dewar and Drink Up. In the meantime, check out his website at www.drinkupwater.com. We'll be right back, right back after these messages. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis. 
deal with celebrities and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could join us. We're talking with the CEO of Drink Up, and he's just doing a fabulous job of educating us on water issues and what we can be doing to have the healthiest, most purified water possible. We are going to come up to a segment that I have grown to enjoy so much. We have two green teen journalists down in L.A. working with a good friend of both Faber and mine, Scott McGinnis, he has founded Global Broadcast for Kids, or GB for K, and they do green news segments every single week. So we're going to listen to an audio clip of Elijah and Marley as they give us green news. GlobalBroadcastForKids.com presents GBK Green News in association with the Go Green Initiative, from one kid to another. Hey, what's up, guys? It's me, Elijah. And Marley. With GBK's Green News in association with the Go Green Initiative on Go Green Radio, and we're going to get started. Rare Earth. In the race to build hybrid cars and wind turbines and to feed a growing demand for green technology, China has one clear advantage. It holds the world's largest reserve of rare earth minerals and dominates global productions of these metals. This little-known class of 17 related rare earth minerals are also used in electronic devices ranging from Apple's iPhones to flat-screen TVs. Wind turbines and hybrid cars are among the biggest users of rare earth minerals, which analysts say are facing a global supply crunch as demand swells. China controls 97% of rare earth production. Rare earth for China is like oil for the Middle East. 
worldwide demand for rare earth is expected to exceed supply by some 30,000 to 50,000 tons by 2012 unless major new production sources are developed. Well, so what? So what? The Go Green Initiative says we really don't think about where the parts and pieces of things we use every day actually come from. A lot of the plastic things we use are made from oil, and 700 billion U.S. dollars a year is spent importing oil from other countries. And as many of the rare earth ingredients used to make the technology we use every day come from countries like China. And in a perfect world, countries that have things we need would give or sell us as much as we need for the things we want. But when there isn't enough to go around, then sometimes countries decide not to sell their resources like oil and rare earth minerals at prices we can afford. And then it gets very difficult. It's really important for the United States to have good relationships with countries that have things we need that we can't get here in the U.S. So that if there is a shortage of worldwide supply, hopefully we will still be able to get what we need to make what we need. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency on Thursday proposed new rules to ensure factories and power plants will be able to obtain permits they will need to emit greenhouse gases starting next year. The proposed rules, which the EPA wants to finalize before January 2nd next year, is necessary for the agencies to mandate emissions blamed for warming the planet. Earlier this year, the EPA finalized rules that require factories and power plants to get air permits when they retool or add capacity. Those rules cover large industrial facilities that are responsible for 70% of the emissions from stationary sources. Well, so what? The Go Green Initiative says the whole idea behind this proposed rule is to create a process that large industrial plants would go through if they want to make any changes or upgrades to their facilities. They would have to gain a permit from the federal government in order to make those upgrades and the EPA will only grant permits to those firms that demonstrate that they have used the cleanest technologies available when upgrading their plant. Normally this is something that state governments do. But the EPA has determined that some of our states do not have greenhouse gas emissions permit process that meet EPA standards, so the EPA is stepping in. And this EPA move is not without opposition. Sixteen court challenges to the EPA's rule have been filed by several state governments. We'll have to keep an eye on this, but the opposition is coming from states, businesses, and environmental groups. Lead risk in jumpies. It may be one of the most beloved activities of hyperactive children and the parents who love them bouncing in a bounce house or jumpies. But, according to an attorney general, Jerry Brown of California, it may also be toxic. A lawsuit filed Wednesday by Mr. Brown's office claims that some of the inflatable bounce houses that help entertain and exhaust kids at kids' parties have unsafe levels of lead. I was surprised, said Mr. Brown, who is running for governor in a state with 2.7 million children under age 5. But, as we test more and more of these products, we find dangers. This all started with an investigation by the Center for Environmental Health in Oakland, California, an advocacy group that tested dozens of bounce houses, concentrating on the vinyl that gives them their bounce. Lead levels in the vinyl, the test found, varied from 5,000 parts per million to 29,000, far above the federal limit of 90 to 300 parts per million. Well, so what? So what? The Go Green Initiative says this is a serious bummer and kind of begs the question, if everyone knew that these jumpy houses were going to be used around kids, why the heck didn't they test them for toxins before any of the kids got to play in them? 
Doesn't it seem kind of basic to make sure that products are safe before they go out on the market? And seriously, why do manufacturers wait till the government passes a law before they do the right thing? It's a good thing that California's Attorney General is looking into this. It's important for every public official to look out for the health and well-being of our kids. But it's a shame that the manufacturers of these jumpies, jumpy toys didn't make absolutely sure that their products would not have harmful toxins that could hurt kids. We've known about the dangers that lead <clears throat> exposure can pose to children for decades, and manufacturers should know better than to allow it to, into consumer products, especially products for kids. So here's some Go Green Initiative updates. New businesses that have just joined the Go Green Initiative. The Soul Response Magazine, Hughesville, Maryland. American Auto Auction, Chesapeake, Virginia. Here are some new schools that have just joined the Go Green Initiative. Sunset Hills PTA, Tarpon Springs, Florida. William Elementary School, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Travis Prep School, San Antonio, Texas. Arlington Middle School, Poughkeepsie, New York. Major Academy of International Studies, Miami, Florida. Organizations that have just joined the Go Green Initiative, Section C, Bangalore, India. Well, that's it for this week, guys. I'm Elijah. And Marley. Signing off with GBK's Green News in association with the Go Green Initiative on Go Green Radio. And make sure to do one thing a day to help out the environment, like recycle your bottles and cans. Take two minutes less in the shower. And just help out the environment. Later, guys. Bye. GBK Green News. Copyright 2010. Globalbroadcastforkids.com. Saber, aren't those kids awesome? I love that segment. I know. I love how they're, they're so informative and so professional and yet sassy. I love it. They, know, you know, they talk back. I love it. Um, I want to go back to your awesome drink-up vending machines because I can just see these machines everywhere. I mean, everybody wants clean water. And I've got to wonder, how do you approach, say, a gym owner or, you know, somebody who's going to potentially have one of these vending machines, what do you give them as the pitch? What's in it for them if they provide these machines for their customers or clients? Well, that's a great question, and thanks for raising it. It's, um, part of, part of the, um, our company uh, uh, strategy is the, the, the machines are placed in a gym, for example, and the gym owner doesn't have to do a thing. We will install the machine, pay for the machine, install it. We will uh, service it once a week. And for that, they will get 30% of the vend. Now, the vend is, the, is, is what we're charging for the water. There's a, it's a cashless machine, so you can either buy drink-up cards from the location the machines are at, or you can use any debit or credit card. You swipe it in the machine, you put your ref- refillable bottle underneath, and it fills up. Now, the site owner, whether it be a gym or a school, gets 30% of that. So that's good revenue for them for doing absolutely nothing. So it's, in a, very attra- it's a very attractive uh, um, prospect. And we're offering uh, to anyone who helps us site a machine, we're offering a, home, a free home filtration unit, a drink-up home filtration unit, which is a state-of-the-art reverse osmosis unit that will come and install if they can help us uh, site machines. So uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of like uh, we're just having people uh, help us site it. We, we hope that this, this, this groundswell will, will, will gain momentum and we'll start seeing drink-up machines everywhere because 
people just need to be made aware of the, the, the environmental impact on plastic bottle, the health impact on tap water, and that this really is a, a, a very, very sensible solution. Well, it is. And, and one of the things that uh, some people may or may not know, I mean, the, the reason that you see vending machines of any kind in any place is for exactly that reason. Whoever has the vending machines in their lobby or on their premises is receiving a revenue stream. So that right. is a familiar concept to a lot of uh, business owners or schools who are gleaning revenue. Now, one of the things that's really cool about the drink-up machines, um, you know, I can envision them at my kid's school, is that parents could give their kids, you know, a charged-up drink-up card, and instead of, you know, giving them change to get something out of a vending machine to drink with their lunch, uh, you know, at a lot of middle schools and high schools, the kids will get a bottle of something out of a machine to drink mm-hmm. with their lunch. Well, parents could know that they're going to get clean, purified water if they just charge up that drink-up card, send it with their kids to to get some clean water. That's um, right, and that so card can be charged tremendous up model. on our website. It's a tremendous model. And speaking of the website, folks, don't close this tab in your web browser. Keep listening to us on voiceamerica.com. But while we go to this quick commercial break, check out Faber's website. It's open a new tab and go to www.drinkupwater.com. And we will be right back in just a few moments with more from Faber Dewar of Drink Up. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. The Interstate Sportsman Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news. Talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join host Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America Channel. Go inside the world of PR with PR Insider, hosted by public relations expert Maureen Kettis. Maureen will speak to the world's highest profile PR pros from the fields of marketing, advertising, and sales. And PR Insider will feature renowned members of the media as special guests. Maureen will give you a VIP access pass, including tips and tricks to take your business to the next level. PR Insider with Maureen Kettis, sponsored by Cision, us.cision.com. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Network. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. It's so good to have you on the show, Faber. We are so excited to have you. Folks, if you're just tuning in, we have Faber Dewar. He's the CEO of a new company called Drink Up, and I've invited all of our listeners to open a new tab in their web browser. Check out his website at www.drinkupwater.com. I really think you're going to enjoy this website because it doesn't just present his solution to the water problem, but it really does a great job of educating site visitors on what the problem is, first of all, with tap water, secondly, with plastic bottled water, and you're going to feel very empowered, very educated, and furthermore, um, you're going to feel like there is a reasonable solution to the problems that are posed on the website through the drink-up vending machines. Now, we were talking just before the break about why uh, a business owner or a school or a gym might put one of these drink-up vending machines in their space, um, besides having to be hooked up to a municipal tap water supply uh, before it goes through the purification process in the machine, Faber, what other requirements are necessary in order to put in one of the vending machines? Well, it needs electricity, of course, which uh, any vending machine does because it's a mechanical process. So it's, uh, it's just standard electricity. You plug it in and, uh, and a water source. So you can, you can literally put them in most places, because in most places you can find a water source, uh, we will come on site if, if somebody is interested in placing a machine, and we will make those uh, arrangements and adjustments if, if water sources need to be uh, rerouted or tapped or something like that. Um, and uh, and, and it's, very, it's very simple. The, the machines can go anywhere and everywhere. And, and about how much electricity does it take to run one of the machines? Like I said, it's about the same as a, as a regular vending machine. So it's 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 you know it's about the same as running uh, as running uh, one room keeping your lights on. It's it's really it's really it's really nominal. Okay, well that's great, and that's of course going to be a concern, uh, you know, for anyone who's putting it in. But to know that it's pretty pretty negligible, especially. Uh, if you're going to have vending machines in your location anyway, I know my gym has a refrigerator full of plastic water bottles in the front yes. of the gym, and I'm going to really ping on them hard to get a drink-up machine in my gym. But um, let me ask you this. You know, municipal water supplies vary so much from location to location. Um, can your machines purify any tap water regardless of where they're put in? Yes, they they can, and you're very very correct in saying like the the water changes. Um, I was just doing some research the other day, and the 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 best water was found in best tap water was Arlington, Texas, mm. and the worst water was Riverside, California, right next door to where I am. Wow. So um, anyway, from from good to bad, the the fact remains that most of the water, and when people please 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 do the basic research, go to my website and have a look at the little bullet points and factoids at uh, drinkupwater.com, and you'll see that there are so many things that you really should be alarmed about. And one thing that we didn't mention that I want to tell your listeners, because it is important, as well as, 
as well as the chemicals in the water and the pharmaceuticals in the water, there are things called cysts, which are parasites. Now, most water treatment facilities do not take out the cysts or, or do not filter the water to such a fine degree to take out the cysts. Now, the EPA is, quote-unquote, very concerned about cysts because the chlorine and the chloramine do not kill them. They're resistant to these, to these, uh, to these uh, chemicals. So the cysts, while the chemicals in the water will kill you slowly, they'll build up in your liver, and over a long period, they will eventually do some damage. The cysts, if you have a weakened immune system, or you're a child or an elderly person, the cysts will kill you. Um, so that's something that your, your listeners should know about and, and even make, make them want to really start researching the water that, that, we are, we are, that, that's, that is available for us to drink. Um, because well, and you're so right. I mean, you know, we have a lot of vulnerable people in our society, the elderly, our children. And I know that a lot of our Go Green Radio listeners are parents. And, and you know, I have to say, one of the best times I ever had as the executive director of the Go Green Initiative is when we had Faber come and speak at one of our Go Green Earth Summits a couple of years ago. And we had a lot of parents and child advocates in the audience, about 250 who came to hear him speak, and it was a powerful moment. These were people who were really fired up after listening to Faber's speech about protecting their children from, from harmful toxins in the water supply. So if, for those of you who are listening and you're looking for a great speaker to pump up your audience and get them motivated to advocate on behalf of children and others um, who could be harmed by, by our municipal tap water supply, please consider asking Faber to come and be uh, a speaker for you because he is phenomenal. You know, one of the things we haven't talked about, too, we talked about what happens to plastic water bottles that end up in the landfill, but a lot of our listeners are also aware of these giant plastic islands that are forming in the ocean. And what, what folks are finding is that a good deal of those garbage islands are plastic water bottles, which is just disgusting. So even if you don't have children and you're listening to Go Green Radio and you love the ocean and marine life, that's another reason to, to chuck the plastic water bottles from your life and to think about um, alternatives like uh, getting a drink-up uh, machine either in one of your public spaces or helping to cite one of those and getting one for your home. Tell us more about this home product uh, that you're offering, Faber. That's oh, kind of yes. neat. Well, as, as, well as, as well as the vending stations, which we are placing around the country, we also sell a, um, it's a state-of-the-art reverse osmosis home unit, which fits conveniently under your sink so that as well as having fabulous drink-up water while you're at the gym or while you're at school, you're still left with the fact that when you're at home, what are you going to drink? And so I've, I've had this unit in my house for eight years. And um, what it is, it's a reverse osmosis unit that fits under your sink. You plug your tap water into it. And while you can still perform your daily tasks of washing your dishes with regular water, when you want to wash your vegetables, when you want to make us some soup, when you want to just drink some water, there's an extra spigot that comes out the top of your sink, and you can fill up. And this, and this the city water is filtered through this unit. And we're going to be selling those on our website and through our outlets. And um, we're hoping that people will take advantage of the fact that we are, we are selling them at a much, much undercut rate than, than there are other units out there on the market. But we'll be selling those much at, at about a 30% reduced rate to the other people because 
we really do want Drink Up to be out there and for people to benefit from clean water. Well, and that's great. You know, people sometimes present problems on, on radio shows, and they talk about all the terrible things that are going on. But on Go Green Radio, we present solutions as well, and I think that Drink Up is a great solution. In the minute that we have left, and I wish we had an hour left, Faber, but in the minute that we have left, talk to us real quickly about the charity that you're supporting with the profits of oh, Drink Up. I'm so glad you mentioned that. We're, we're just so happy to be working with this company. It's, uh, it's called Water.org, and 15 million people a year die from poor water in third world countries, people less fortunate than ourselves. And 80% of those are children, children mm-hmm. under the age of five. So there's, there's, there's millions of children needlessly dying every year. And what water.org does is they put the money, every cent, actually five, it's five cents of every vend that we make and five dollars of, or, you know, it's five, 5% of every dollar that we make goes to them, and we know for certain that this charity puts that money. It's not used up in, in administration. The money goes straight to the source. And it's not just one country. It's, it's Latin America. It's India. It's Africa. It's all the places where these deaths are happening, and they help find clean sanitation and clean water. And Matt Damon is the chairman of this organization, and he's, he's a really hardworking guy. He's, when he's not filming, he's always out there doing, doing his thing with, with water.org. So we're, we're cool. so happy to be able to uh, work with them and donate money for them. Well, and what's really great about that is that while folks who are using drink-up machines can feel good about the water that they're ingesting, they can also feel good that they're sharing that same opportunity with people across the world. It's a win-win. Thank you for what you're doing. And thank you for being on Go Green Radio. Folks, we'll be back same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. So until then, have a wonderful week. And thanks again for joining us on Go Green Radio. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.